Welcome to the WeedWorks podcast. It's blunt talk about working in marijuana. I'm your host, Matt Hoffman. The point in this podcast is for you to hear stories, experiences, and opinions about working in the marijuana field. Hear firsthand field reports from people who are actually working in the cannabis industry, like business owners, human resources managers, executives, anyone who has anything to do with the exciting, emerging, essential cannabis sector. And we have conversations with job seekers just like you who are curious about entering the cannabis industry. We find out their stories, their backgrounds, their hopes and goals, and answer a lot of the essential questions of, will I get arrested if I work in the cannabis industry? Is there a real career path in cannabis? Will I get a living wage? Will I be treated right? All the questions that are on your mind that you've thought of or you haven't will be answered in the Weed Works Blunt Talk About Working in Marijuana podcast. Make sure you subscribe and tell your friends to download anywhere you get your podcasts. I'm your host, Matt Hoffman, and let me welcome you to Weed Works Blunt Talk About Working in Marijuana. Okay, so today is kind of exciting. We got a little bit of housekeeping here. So you know our intro music. It's real terrible. Well, our buddy DJ Walrus hooked us up with some new intro music. Take a listen. (laughs) It's awesome. I'm super pumped. Like, I love it. I think it's, I think it's so fucking cool. So goodbye, horrible intro music. Hello, good intro music from our friend DJ Walrus. Walrus does live shows on Instagram. You should definitely check him out. His Instagram handle is Fillinworth Adam, F I L L E N W O R T H A D A M. Fillinworth Adam is DJ Walrus Instagram. You should definitely check him out and tell him that the Weedworks podcast sent you. Yay, and then I get all the credit. <laughs> also, he does live shows on YouTube. And if you like what he's doing during his live shows, throw some fish emoticons in the chats. Get that Walrus a fish for doing a good job. Fish in the chat. He is DJ Walrus, the guy dressed up in a Walrus costume. Wearing a business jacket. I wonder where he got his name. (laughs) It's the funniest thing. There's a fucking guy wearing a walrus costume. DJ. It's epic. So definitely check out Filmworth Adam on Instagram. DJ Walrus. The guy wearing the walrus costume on YouTube. Epic. Thank you, DJ Walrus. Looking forward to all the original music that you'll be making. Okay. Let's get into today's show. And take the new intro music for a spin. Let's get into today's show. And we're going to be talking with Jerome and... For those of you who have been listening for a while, you've heard me talk about Jerome quite a bit. 
He is part of the leadership of Morency, which is a little town. Michigan geography is very easy. If you hold your left hand up and look at your fingernails, down by where your thumb meets your hand, there's a little town called Morency, and that is where Jerome is. So we're going to get on the phone with Jerome and find out how cannabis has affected that town, the good, the bad, the ugly. I think it's mostly good, but we're going to find out directly from him, and we're also going to answer the question, how big is this park? They built an entire industrial park. I've been misquoting it for weeks now saying it's all these different sizes. So we're going to find out once and for all how big this place is. So let's get on the phone with Jerome right now. Hello, Matt. How are you doing? Hey, Jerome. How are you? Good. All right. Well, thanks for participating in the podcast. It's going to be really interesting to get your background and your opinions and your experience on the cannabis industry. I think you got a pretty unique one. So it'll be really cool for people to hear your story. So thanks for participating. You're welcome. All Sounds right. Good. Yeah. All right. So let's just dive right in. How are things going in Morency? What What is new? What's happening over there? Right now, we have four provisioning centers open. The fifth is broke ground on uh, on their new building, which will include two storefronts. Hopefully, I'm working on getting consumption lounges approved, and hopefully they can use their second storefront for that. We have one grow facility that's open out of... I think there'll be about 18 in the end, <laughs> about 20,000 square foot facilities to eat. Wow. More are opening soon. So I'm, we're excited about that to get more jobs. I've been talking to you about that and hopefully we can get some of these resume workshops done yep. and a job fair if COVID doesn't stop or if it ever stops drilling with us here. Oh uh, yeah. I'm not holding my breath on that one, Jerome. Uh, yeah, I know. Okay. So I, you know, I remember when we walked that, when we walked the park, but I have been misquoting it for, Every time I talk about Morency, I say, oh, it's a 100-acre park. It's a 70-acre park. It's a million-acre park. How big is this park? Like, <laughs> what is the actual number? Well, it was about 70 acres. Yeah, okay, perfect. Gotcha. Yep. And so for the people that, the people that don't know, what's your, what's your background? What's your story? How did you get into cannabis? And, uh, and what do you do now? I'm a patient and caregiver, and I've been doing that. Our governor signed the Facilities Licensing Act, and I thought it a good opportunity to get my community involved because we're out here in the middle of fields. We have nothing out here, and we have no industry that really wants to come out here. The only thing we have had are a few metal fabrication shops. You know, you're starting at 12 bucks an hour doing metal fab out here. So I started going to council meetings and pushing the Marijuana Facilities Licensing Act in the community and got a lot of community involvement. So what Jerome is talking about here is the MMFLA. It's the Medical Marijuana Facility and Licensing Act of 2016 put through the Michigan legislature. And it is the licensing and the business structures that have the medical marijuana businesses in Michigan today. This is way before recreational. So what the Michigan legislature did is they left it up to the individual communities to make determinations whether they would allow medical marijuana licensing in their communities. Because of this mechanism, Jerome was able to go and do what you're about to hear what he did. But this is a sword that cuts both ways. And this is a success story and one that should be held up to every other community on what the possibilities and the opportunities of cannabis are and could be. But this is the exception. More often than not, it goes the other way. And uh, eventually got the uh, council to approve the facilities. And now I'm a council member 
I'm a planning commissioner and uh, just trying to keep everything moving along. My main concern is longevity of what's going out here, on out here with the dispensaries and ensuring that people keep wanting to come out here to Morency and visit us and spend their money with us. That's, that's fantastic. <laughs> I mean, to, to be a caregiver and then have the balls to, to come out in a, in a way it is because it's not something that's typically rewarded and then to run for public office and win and then participate in the community in the way that you have, I think is, I think it's an example setter. So good on you, Jerome. Good on you. What did yeah, you? Yeah. I really helped out people's lives. You know, people have jobs now. Yeah. So it's, it's a big thing for me. Yeah. And why, why did you do it? Why, why not just sit back and, and wait for somebody else to ride in and do it? Well, nobody else really would have done it. Hmm. I mean, you got to have some guts to go up to city council and fight for marijuana, you know, yeah. especially in 16 when it was taboo. Right. Now we're a couple of few years later, you know, Oh, not so bad. Everybody's doing it, but mostly just to improve people's lives in my community. I got children growing up out here and I want them to have something when they turn 18. You know, they can go get a job down here. I think that's so cool. Jerome said that he wanted his kids to be able to go and get a job in marijuana in their community. What a radical, radical thing. Like, that's a, that's a mind blower for the people that have been around in, in the space for a long time. Like, that is, <laughs> I don't even, I don't. I don't even know how to deal with that because it's like a fucking dream coming true. It's just, it's just like you wake up and pinch yourself and you go, wait a minute, how, what? I know people that are excited to have their children work in the cannabis industry. Oh, wow. That's awesome. That's just, that's so, that is so awesome. And because of Jerome's background, what a cool thing that he could pass on to them when they come of age and they want to start learning and it's appropriate to start teaching them a skill and a craft. It's just, it's just a fantastic vocation. You know, when I go through and I edit this and I re-listen, that one just popped out at me. And I think that's really significant in the confidence and the conviction and the mindset in the way that the stigmas are changing. Jerome and Marenzi is avant-garde. He led the charge on this thing. And for those of you that aren't in Marenzi, he's been covered. Marenzi has been covered by all the news. They get, they get quite a bit of interest in what it is that they've done down there. And as you'll see, it's pretty fantastic. Let's get back to it. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, absolutely. And, and they could, they could have a career and, have a career. Yeah. You know, I've got an interview with Tyler. He was a guy that came on to Handgrown Jobs really early on. He came out to the job fair and ended up getting a job within, I think, two weeks. Started out as a jam over at a shop in West Michigan. And then life sort of happened. And after about a year, he left. And he immediately got another job at another West Michigan company. Raise, promotion, right off the bat. And, and that seems to be a common thread. When I talk to people who have been in the industry for a little while... They are climbing the ladder and the sky's yes. the limit. So I couldn't agree. I agree. More. I agree. I see that a lot in my community also. I just ran into a girl down at the park 
And she says, Jerome, I'm at home every day with my kids doing online orders. Nice. And then the guy, you know, the cars are pulling up and the guys are handing them up there at the uh, curbside. You know, she's like, but it's great. I'm home every day. Uh, she's like, you like my new car? She's like, I'm <laughs> thinking about getting a better one now. Wow. You know, so she's moving up in her life. And everybody that I've seen has gotten into this. Their lives have improved. Um, there's a group of guys I call my paintball minions. I take paintballing when they're 11. <laughs> okay. uh, a handful of them are up at the dispos working. My, one of my buddies is driving an older Impala no more. He's got a new Z71 pickup truck. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. So I love yeah. seeing that. When, in 2016, I said, one of the if, if I can just get everybody in nicer cars so that I have to hear loud exhaust, all day, every day. <laughs> I have automotive background, and that's nails on a chalkboard to me. It, it's happening. You know, people are driving nicer cars, and, and their lives are improving. You touched on a question that I want to ask you is, how did you make the argument? I mean, how did you approach your now colleagues and convince them that this is a great thing to do? I mean, what was your strategy? With the municipality, it was a lot of it was revenue. They needed the income to keep our city functioning, to yeah. keep it moving along and making improvements. With the public, a lot of it is, was people wanted to help other people gotcha. and have that medicine provided to them. What was the attitude of the community members? At first, they were scared. Okay. And then um, what we ended up doing is sending a questionnaire out to everybody in the town's home. And a lot of people... They thought the questionnaire was a setup to see if they were marijuana <laughs> users or not. Uh, there was like a, a oh. staple list staple on the corner of the questionnaire. People thought the perforations were a code to figure out where they lived at. Oh, no. Uh-huh. I mean, it, it got that far. So, But what we got back from the community it was positive. They just didn't want it in their downtown area, their historical area. Yeah. They wanted it over in a district we call the Marijuana Overlay District on the east side of town. Yeah. And that's where it's all congested, which actually made it kind of cool because it's like uh, a little birch run of marijuana. The park is very cool. What, I mean, last time I was out there was what, six? No, oh my God, last summer. Yeah. yeah. So it'd be interesting to see how everything is sort of developed. So what sort of stigma were you facing and how did you address some of the reefer madness or the fears around having these cannabis businesses in the community? Well, it was reefer madness, and uh, it's just what people were taught and what they grew up being taught. Uh, once we started doing it, and people saw that the sky didn't fall, they've they've been maybe they become really cool. Uh, some of the people that I opposed or that opposed me in the beginning, we're friends now. They see that n that nothing negative has happened; only good has happened, and they are actually reaping benefits from it, as in businesses that are still open or businesses that improve themselves because of the revenue that was coming in, helping to sustain a lot of our businesses, everybody buying lunch up at the shops and everything from the local pub and yeah. things like that. A lot of the stigma was just what they were taught and people didn't even believe that I smoked marijuana. They, they were like, really? You, you use that stuff? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I'm high right now, <laughs> you know? <laughs> So, you know, it was just purely stigma. Yeah, I remember seeing one of your Facebook posts about there was a bridge or something that you guys had a little bit of money in the coffers for from, from the, at the time, the very limited cannabis activity. And I thought, yeah, that's awesome. What other, what other projects have you guys been able to do in the community 
with the money that you guys have made from having cannabis businesses? Well, the industrial park, it was for sale for like 20 years and it was a dollar an acre. If somebody were to build on the property, yeah, we ended up selling it for about $10,000 an acre to the what? cannabis company. <laughs> yeah. Holy crap. <laughs> yeah. And then there was a road that went through there that was like a two track. Uh, you couldn't take a car down there. You had to take a truck. We needed to, because of the bridge project, we needed to make a, a route around the bridge. And we were going to use this two-track road. We were going to uh, turn it into like a gravel road, widen it up so two lanes. Yeah. But with the marijuana money, we were actually able to pave it. So I think we were, uh, as far as I know, we were the first community in the state to pave a road with marijuana money. Oh, yeah, that's right. It was, we were walking down the road paid for with marijuana. I remember that. Yep. And it's nice. Yep. Like if you, if you had rollerblades, this is like perfect. It's a, it's beautiful. <laughs> yep. Wow. Yeah. We still got a layer to put on it, but we're waiting till all the construction is completed. Yeah. Um, we have six buildings up, I believe now. And then one of the investors, we just approved his site plan for his second building. Yeah. So how's it been working with these, these groups, these business owners and are they mom and pop? Are they corporate? Who are these? Who are these people? And what's your take on, on these business owners? A lot of them are just Michigan residents, plumbers. Uh, one was an installation guy. Another one was a concrete guy. So it, it's really kind of mom and pop. Granted, they, they did well in their businesses and they had a lot of money to invest. But really, it boils down to just the Joe Schmo down the street. You know, we even had some residents that got somebody who had a lot of money, an investor, and, and some residents were building out here also you know mm. people that everybody out here grew up with they got in the cannabis industry yeah so i remember you sold your house a while back what's happening with housing in marinci housing value the market has gone up since the covid sales have slowed down yeah but people are still trying to move in because they know these jobs are coming yeah my house sold for the most it's ever sold in its history <laughs> so and in 2000 and <laughs> 10, I purchased that house for $14,500. Wow. And in 2020, I sold it for $80,000. What? Yeah. You're buying lunch next time, Jerome. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. Well, at the village Inn, I got you. Yeah. I love that place. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, me man. too. That's, uh, that's wild. So have yep. other businesses started to spring up like um, convenience shops or lunch shops? When I describe Marenzi, I don't. I just, to give people that aren't here a, a perspective of how small it is, I say it doesn't even have a McDonald's. And then here's nope. this booming cannabis industry. So what other ancillary businesses and side businesses are, are popping up because of this? Well, we had a couple pop up like a coffee shop. The bowling alley got purchased and reopened and was turned into a, a half into a restaurant. But because of the board and all the arguments in the first year, of the board uh, and it's it slowed things down for us out here yeah they couldn't sustain for the long haul they were kind of jumped the gun a little bit before all these jobs oh, gotcha. so they expected it to get approved the buildings to get built and the jobs to be there but right. nobody was getting licensing it, it right. jammed them up for like a year and so the coffee shop closed the grow store closed, the tobacco shop closed. They were hoping to get, you know, 
out of the 200 employees that the cannabis industry will have out here, and it looks like more now, Nice. they're hoping to sustain off of them, but that just didn't happen. As of now, we've only got one building that's up and running. Another licensee just got his license and his building done. So he should be doing some hiring soon. Nice. But as far as the dispensaries have been going, they've been keeping people employed and giving raises. Uh, people are making good money out there. I see people who didn't have jobs, really didn't have anything, posting pictures on Facebook. They're on vacation and, you know, buying new cars and their lives are totally improved. And it's great to see. I get things, people say, God bless you, Jerome, for what you help the community do. And I'm cashing in on that. That oh, yeah. means a lot to me. Yeah. So I never saw you as, you know, somebody with, as a martyr or with a hero complex. I just saw you as a straightforward guy that was like, hey, no one else is doing this. I'm going to do it. And I went, fuck yeah. That's the, that's the guy right there that you need is more Jerome's. Right. Like, I, I can't sing your praises enough. And I, I love the fact that the community has so much love for you because it's had a, a huge impact. I mean, to think where Marenzi was, is, and will be in a year, five years, 10 years. Holy crap. Like, wow. You know, I think where are people going to live? That's the biggest thing that's popping into my mind is where are they going to live? Where are they going to eat? Right. We've, uh, we've, had that problem come up in uh, the planning commission level, change frontage to allow more housing to fit in. Cool. We do have land that is it's fields right now that actually is in the city limit that the owners may sell to the city in the future. So we could build more houses. We do have property that is available for construction of apartments. The trigger hasn't been pulled on any of that yet because of the delays. Yeah. So when we start filling these jobs and the man rises, I'm sure that they will be built. You know, that's a shame about the coffee shop and the restaurant and the grocery shop in that no, well, nobody could know what was going to happen with that first, with the BMMR, that first board that was abolished. I mean, that was a, that was a nightmare for everybody and thank God they're gone. But right. Yeah. That was a good on them for trying, but yeah, there were greater forces at work that kind of got a hold of them on that one. But yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay. So still have like uh, one guy, he, he took up our, our historical train station and he's working on making it a dairy yet now. And he's looking for the future when these jobs are here. What's so a, there's still some of them plugging away. What's a, you da- know? what's a dairy yet? A dairy, ice cream, hamburgers, oh, hot oh, dogs. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No, I've never heard that before. <laughs> nice. Oh yeah. Okay. Nice. Maybe that's a Morancy term. I don't know. Well, it's out there in the world now. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. All right. So jobs, jobs, jobs. So you've got a whole bunch of jobs coming down the line. And um, what type of jobs are they? Well, the dispensaries, they're pretty well staffed right now. The growth facilities is what's coming up. And so you're going to have guys from cutting clones, watering, harvesting, pretty much production of the, the marijuana from start to finish. And we have secure transport. The only thing we don't have out here is a testing facility. Yeah. Is yeah. that just because they're, they're ha- one hasn't come over yet? Right. One hasn't okay. come over yet. Gotcha. What sort of people do you think are attracted to working in cannabis? Who does it? Everybody. Cannabis- <laughs> nice. 
<laughs> everybody. I mean, I talk to guys that don't smoke, don't use marijuana, but they're like, if I can have a job in town here and it's legal, they're like, well, I, it's much better than driving 30 miles to the next closest town to go to work. Yeah, so, and then we get pretty bad weather out here. So in the winter, driving that 30 miles is rough. Really? But yeah, if you got 200 plus jobs here in town that are paying well, why not? You know? Yeah. Yeah. So, they know they're not going to get high off of working with it. Right. Yeah. So. So when you pay, yeah. when you say paying well, and I know it's different from different companies, what's the, what's the average wage that you're seeing for, oh, for the about 15 workers? bucks an hour? Yeah. And what's starting? What's the cost of living in Marinci? I've got a one bedroom apartment that's at five fifty a month. So living in the area, I mean, and that's just an entry. That's just that's the first step in the door. Wages go up, and as companies right. expand, more often than not, they hire from within, which is good. So, yeah, okay. So it's not. It, it wouldn't be like living in Grand Rapids where fifteen bucks an hour and you're fucked. The, the, right. There's nothing you can do yeah. with it. So that's right. Good. Yeah. Okay. Right. What sort of challenges has having the cannabis industry in Morency brought? What What surprised you? Um, I, I don't, nothing really. I, I mean, just the challenge of getting people to vote. Yes. Oh. Um, at first that was the hard part. Other than that, I don't, there really hasn't been anything too negative. Uh, the schools have been cool with it. Um, we have any problems with them. I, I don't know if you want, no, you didn't go on the interview with the principal of Marcy schools with me, did you? No, no, but really nothing. I can't say that it has done anything negative other than maybe some people don't like the traffic that's mm. out there at the marijuana overlay district, but it's on the edge of town. Yeah. So the residents that live out there may not like all the increased traffic because they are beating a path. <laughs> so there, there's always cars. Sometimes there's lines around the buildings down there. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. On sale days or whatever they got going on. What about so, crime? What about crime? We actually, I've seen less of it. And actually, I think a lot of the hard drug users have given that up because marijuana is more accessible. Mm. And, uh, and they've, they've moved out of town. We just don't have them around anymore. Prior to all this, you know, you get your, your regular nightly car break-in every so often around Christmas or something, mm. you know, but that's pretty much fallen off also. There's a handful of people out there that are doing crime, but we don't have much of it here at all anymore. Mm. So... Interesting. Yeah, I'd have to say it has fallen off. <laughs> Great. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, yeah, I think that was with the hard drug users giving it up and using marijuana instead. What's next for you? What are you going to be? What's next in the story of Jerome? I'm working on getting consumption lounges. Um, I think that would be really cool. Uh, we got a lot of people coming from out of state. I want them to be able to stop, use their product prior to going back to their state. Yeah. You know, so we're not crossing lines right. that are federally drawn. Yeah. And then with the consumption lounges, and I see hash bash didn't happen this year. Um, yeah. The cups are kind of iffy. 
and the fest. So if I can get my community to approve uh, functions like parties and we can have a, a fest and a cup yeah, every year, maybe three different events down here in Southeast Michigan, I think that would great be great. I think that would give longevity to what we have going on here. Because in my opinion, eventually every community is going to have a provisioning center eventually. They are I mean, it's essential business now. Yeah. So what's going to bring people the extra mile out to Morenci? Right. Hopefully a big party, consumption lounges, and the birch run of marijuana. <laughs> you know, but hopefully it's a cool place to visit and hang out. And, we, and they keep beating a path down here. So, yeah, that's interesting. You mentioned that I'm, I'm doing a podcast with Charlie, the organizer of Hash Bash. I think he's been doing that for like 22 years. And then I've got Thomas Tong, who does Cannabis Aid tomorrow. So uh-huh. I'll drop a bug in. Do you know Charlie? Uh, I, I Probably by his face. Okay. I, I'll make introductions for sure. That, All right. Yeah. I mean, both of those guys do humongous events. And um, yeah, the, they would be the people to talk to for sure. Great. And, and we're, we're in a nice little spot over here in Southeast Michigan. You can come yeah. from Ohio. You can come from Detroit and Ann Arbor. You can come from the east. You can come from the west. Yeah, I think that when when the coronavirus thing gets sorted out, whenever it gets sorted out, and hopefully sooner rather than later, I think that people are going to just be about events and activities. Just because we've been starved from it for you know, pretty you know, by the time that this gets sorted out, hopefully it'll be more than a year. You know, so it's like mm-hmm. events and stuff like that. I think are going to be a huge draw, especially in yeah. cannabis. I agree. Same here. Totally agree. Well, and I would love my community to host those events. Yeah. So the, and that, that was a fantastic answer. Um, but the question I was asking, and I should have put a point on it was, what are you doing? You're going to run for mayor. You're going to run for Congress. What, do, what are you going to do? <laughs> I'm just going to raise my baby, get into the canvas industry and try to make this community the best I can. I've got until 2023 as a council member. I'm going to write it out every minute of that appointment. And uh, I don't know. Just be quiet out here in Marenzi. <laughs> handle my handle my children, uh, you know. Not, not running for mayor, not running for a seat anywhere. Just going to chill. Yeah, just going to chill. I mean, mayor comes up in 21. Um, I will... I will do what is the best for my community, period. Yeah. So if if being that person is what's going to be best for the community, then I would, I would uh, you know, do that. But as for now, I'm just a council member and a planning commissioner. And uh, the I most, try to stay pretty busy around here and help and everybody the, out. The most humble dude I've ever talked to also. You've got that moniker. <laughs> I try. Yeah, yeah, your level of humility is impressive. I try. I wouldn't want anybody to think I'm a narcissist. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't think it's possible. <laughs> uh, you cracked me up, Jerome. Uh, okay. So talking about the jobs that are coming out there. What advice do you have for job seekers? What do they need to know about working in Marenzi and, and in cannabis? What have you seen? The cannabis industry is saying, we will take you with no prior experience. Yep. So, I mean, as long as you can get out here to Marenzi in the middle of winter when the snows deep 
and get to work on time every day, I think everybody should be good. Whether you know cannabis or have experience or not, the opportunity is there. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And you hit the nail on the head. It just takes the desire and willingness to do the basic stuff. I mean, show up on time every day. That's that's not hard for most people. But aside from that, a willingness to be a team player and communicate and, and take the job seriously, because it is, you know, it's fun. It's definitely a fun job, but it's also serious. There's a lot of regulations to follow. But aside from that, you don't need a degree. You don't need really anything other than a uh, hunger and a desire to work in the industry. And that right. has, that has been said by every single person across the board. You know, I'm right. somewhere around 20 of these podcasts now, and every person has said the same thing. Cool. So about Morency, let's, let's dive into this cannabis resume workshop. I'm thinking nothing's going to happen before, before the holiday. And I know that, but after that, the way that we've structured things is through our cannabis, the nonprofit org is doing zoom, just getting people on zoom because, you know, coronavirus and just going through our PowerPoint and going through our little seminar, just digitally, and then having people raise their hand or break off into groups and answer the questions and kind of virtually be in the same room with people. Mm-hmm. So that's the way that we're, that's the way that we're structuring things now is just over zoom. And then if people need more help and, and everybody does, and I'm, whenever there's a group, I'm always this person, then we can schedule a time to just work virtually again, one-on-one with them. That's the structure of how we're doing the, the resume workshops. It works. <laughs> you know, it works. It's, it's totally different. I mean, everything's different, but that's how we're doing it right now. What do we need to do as far as community awareness and getting the word out to Morency and the greater Morency area that this is something we're putting on? Uh, I've got people waiting for this to happen. Um, people that really have no idea how to do a resume that would love to have something on paper. Okay. Um, how many people know, do you have? Uh, how many, would you say there was 150 that signed up on hand-grown jobs within yeah. the first couple of days? No, it was like, it was like the first two hours you put a post on Facebook and like the first two hours, it jumped 150 people. It was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> See now Facebook and social media has been awesome for all this whole marijuana thing. I was able to rally support through it. Yeah. And you, you reach out to so many people and their phone goes, Bing, and they look at it. Oh, Jerome needs their help tonight. You know? Yeah. Okay. So, so I know, I know our capacity in that smaller groups are better because people are, we're going to be more effective. And right. because we're, because we're virtual, that's been one of the benefits of, of the coronavirus is that we don't have to physically go across the, across the state. So it's very easy to do one at Tuesday at, at noon and then Tuesday at four and then Thursday at, at three and then Saturday at one. So I think what we, we definitely want some lead time, but I want to do this sooner rather than later and let's come up with some days and times and then just start running these things. And if the day and time works for somebody, then they can pop in. If another day and time works better for them, then they can pop in on that. And let's just roll through it until we've got everybody through it. Sounds like a plan to me. Yeah. 
I will. I'll look at the I'll look at the calendar and just start picking days, days and times. I'll shoot that over to you, and then we can go from there. I mean, I did not know that you had people waiting, so I've got a fire under my butt right now to to get this up and going. Just because, yep. I know people have been waiting. That's sort of the story with cannabis in general is that it's exciting and then sit down and wait forever. You're telling me. (laughs) You're telling me. Yeah. My question is with, with physical events, it's easy because you just, you just have to get your butt in a room and we can, we can do the rest with virtual. We may have people falling through the cracks that don't have zoom that don't know how to use zoom. And I want to create a net underneath this, this program for people that don't that are technologically inept, which I'm, I'm one of them, uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, right, or or people that don't have access to a computer or a tablet or anything like that. So I'm just thinking about some of the the support structures around it. So okay, yeah. Well, see, one of the good things about Marenzi and the COVID is that we are out here in a field. Unless somebody comes from out of town, infects our gas station pump or the counter. We're not gonna, we're not really seeing any of this COVID much. Yeah. You know, so it's coming from outside of town. And so people that may need resume help and stuff like that, I'm talking to them in the street all the time as it is. You know, so we're around each other. Gotcha. We're not, we're not totally, you know, we can't go around each other out here because we're all just stuck out here, (laughs) you know? So. I'm not too super concerned about COVID okay. out here, way out here in Marenzi. I am, but I'm not, Yeah, you know, I don't think it's spreading like it would in the city. I wonder, I wonder if any of the businesses have any space. I mean, we could, ideally we'd like to do it virtually just because if people have the capacity, it's just, it's less risk. It's less, it's just, it's less cost. It's just less everything on, on mm-hmm. the organization's side and we can be more effective and that's that's nice mm-hmm. but, well we do have a pavilion down at the park well that's what and I was we thinking. do have wi-fi down at the park yeah so, and we do have power there so for, yeah and i've got my pa system so i think for the people that don't have access take a straw poll if you would if you're bumping into these people find the people that that don't have access to the technology and mm-hmm. let's run through let's through the let's run through the main group and just get everybody them done. And then let's let's plan an outside socially distanced you know, under the pavilion afternoon or something like that. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Uh, you know, and one of my main things is some of these facilities are right on the cut of saying, hey, I need 50 people as soon as yeah. possible. Yeah. Like your commercial. I need them yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Them going elsewhere. For this, you know, indeed, great, but it's it's, oh, indeed. it's not marijuana. It, indeed's bullshit. I hate indeed. <laughs> oh yeah, fuck, fuck them. There, no, <laughs> no, I, uh, no way, no. It's there's thousands of people that apply for a position. None of them, most people that apply are just blindly just clicking to apply. They have no interest. They they have no experience in cannabis, which is again, that's not a big deal, but. It's something where the people that are through handgrown.jobs are 
are people that have expressed a desire and an interest to work in the industry. Exactly. So th- those are the people that we want to go after. And exactly. they're locals. They're local people where Indeed is just all over the place. So yep. I'm, I'm not a fan. Right. Yeah. So, and I, I, yep. so I, I agree with you there. Totally. I, I hand growing. I, I, I feel is the, is the niche. Yeah. The marijuana guy. And we, we definitely want to get, we want people from Marenzi working in Marenzi. I mean, that's, that was the point, right? <laughs> so, right. Right. Okay. We've actually even city has mandated that X amount of your employees are residents. Yeah. We, we lobbied for that in Grand Rapids successfully. And part of the components of it's turning into a commercial drum. <laughs> part of the components of hand grown is that we've got tags on the businesses and anybody that lives within the three mile radius of the business. And we can change that too. anyone that lives within the three mile radius of that business gets given a special tag, which makes them at the top of the stack. So it's easier for human resources managers to find local talent. They just, they look for the little icon that, that denotes that that's a local person. So it's easier mm-hmm. to have that confirmation that, yeah, this person is a local. I'm going to spend the, the holiday weekend coming up with dates and times for the virtual stuff. And let's, let's try to get as many people virtually as we can. And for the people that are going to fall through the cracks, then let's just do the pavilion and, uh, and we'll try to get an afternoon where it's not crazy hot or raining and we'll just, we'll just do that. Sounds great. I'm yeah. excited. Okay. Any questions, thoughts, concerns for me? No, no, just, uh, we just discussed it. Cool. Getting <laughs> these guys resumes built. My gears are turning on, uh, on this. It's, it's exciting. It's definitely exciting. And I, I think you and I have this in common and that I love seeing somebody go from wherever they are to a new, better position to a new, better position. It's, it's like a, I get my popcorn and it's a spectator sport and I'm like the biggest cheerleader. I'm going, yeah, get the job. Oh yeah. Get the promotion. Yeah. Move, move to a better job. Like it's just awesome to see. It is awesome. And I haven't. I, I've I've talked to employees that are exhausted because they're just they're working so much. And I think that burnout is definitely something that needs to be addressed through the companies. But I haven't met anybody uh-huh. that just goes, you know what, I fucking hate this. I, I haven't run into anybody like that. I there are people that have their moments, everybody has their moments. It it happens, but I think people are just overwhelmingly satisfied and happy working in the industry. And it's just it's so cool to see because Work makes so much, it's the time that we spend at work is, is a significant number of hours of our life. And so to be happy for that much, I mean, uh, it's just great. I I love it. Uh Uh-huh. And everybody's saying my job is so cool. (laughs) Yeah. I love my job. You don't hear that in these factories. No. You know, these metal fabrication shops and automotive factories, you know, you just don't. uh, People like marijuana and they like working with it and it brings them joy. And then at the end of the day, they know they're helping somebody just as it helps them every day. Yeah. 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 It's uh, I, I love it. I just think it's the coolest thing in the world. And, in, and the, the opportunities for people are limitless. People can take it as far as they want to go. Right. Well, you got anything else, Jerome? 
No, I hope to see you soon, Matt. I yeah. hope we get rid of this COVID. Seriously, take a hike. We're so done we with start you. Partying. <laughs> yes, yes. And uh, I will I will talk to Charlie and I'll talk to Thomas. Thomas is tomorrow. And I'll connect you with those guys and maybe they can do something or connect you with somebody or whatever. But whatever I can do to help, I'll do. Yeah, yeah, that would be great. Um, somebody speaking on to what happens at these events, uh, how much revenue would bring into the community, yeah. things like that would definitely help me along to okay. get this approved. I've yeah. got it on the agenda. Since COVID hit, I've kind of backed off though yeah. because I don't want to bring that into the equation. Right. You know, yeah. and that's a whole nother argument, whether COVID marijuana is helping people get rid of COVID or if it's going to spread COVID. I don't want to deal with any of that. Nope. Nope. No, it's already, yeah. you know, you well, already got it on the table. You already got something to work on. I mean, we were, we were talking about this last year and about doing the resume workshops and everything last year. And yeah, I remember the day I called you, I spent the rest of the day calling everybody else and canceling every event that we had, every event. And I had nine months worth of it scheduled up. And I remember I felt like I felt like I just put my favorite dog down. I was like, man, yeah. this sucks. And I just I yeah. went and got uh went and got a couple stiff drinks and just sort of sat with it for the night and then I said, Okay, fuck this. You know, we gotta get to work. We gotta figure all this stuff out. And so I mean, geez, it's we're into pretty much September. So almost a mm-hmm. year to get back to where we are doing all this stuff now. So yeah. yeah, it's crazy. And like to think. Uh, one of the builders that we were talking about having the job fair preparing for them to open, yeah. they were talking in June they were going to open this year and they even got delayed. They still haven't opened yet. Their place is really close. Yeah. They're still, they still haven't opened. Yeah. And it delayed even the, the building trade guys. And thinking about the designation of cannabis being essential. Somebody needs to give Andrew Brisbo a big kiss on the lips. Not me, but somebody. <laughs> I, mean, I like Brisbo. So do I. I, I like, like him a lot. Yeah, uh-huh. I'm a fan. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that was yeah. And he's he's always uh, he he stands in the middle. Whether you're on yeah. the 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 pro side or against it, he gives you the facts, and that's it. He doesn't give his opinion. Um, he just so Jerome and I are just kind of shooting the shit. The person that we're talking about is Director Brisbo. He's the head of the Marijuana Regulatory Agency. They oversee the entire industry, both recreational and medical cannabis. <laughs> Andrew came in. The MRA took over the BMMR, which we were talking about earlier. It's the Bureau of Medical Marijuana Regula- Regulations. Anyway, they were they were the most correct. There were there were corruption charges filed against the board members they were taken to court they it was the cronious most corrupt thing i have ever seen in my life and i went to every meeting and sat there and watched these jack wagons just completely fuck over the entire state of michigan and the entire industry and the patients everybody there were things that went on in these meetings that were just unbelievable and that's a that's a whole nother podcast for another day but my point is is that the mra came in to creation after the BMMR was abolished and Andrew is in charge of that department. And he is, he's, as you'll, as you'll hear and as you've been hearing, 
He's well-liked, he's well-regarded, he's well-respected. That's just a little bit of insight into what it is that Jerome and I are talking about. But at this point, we're just kind of shooting the shit. And so if you feel like listening to that, there's definitely some interesting histories and insights into what Jerome wants for the future and some of the the work that our organizations and the city of Morency are trying to do to help people get jobs. And we can just jump right back in. Here we go. He's there to provide information and make sure everything goes well. He'd and be, I think he's doing a really good job. Yeah, on it. he'd be fun to play cards with. That's for sure. <laughs> oh yeah, that poker face. Yeah, yeah, that, he, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's one thing I got to learn is my poker face. Oh. <laughs> yeah, my emotions are—you can read them right on my face. Well, oh, know, yeah, but, hey, let's play. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, take your lunch, buddy. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I love to play. I mean, I don't I don't I don't need high stakes. I'll play for a dollar or or pennies. I don't care. I just like playing. It's fun. Let's play uh, for joint. Oh, oh shit. wait, that's not gifting, is it? So that wouldn't be legal. <laughs> We're definitely not playing for joints, but uh, <laughs> there'll be some for sure. <laughs> yeah, nice, nice. Yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait till you come down and. And we're down here in a consumption lounge, and we can play a, pe- a game of cards. God, wouldn't that be crazy? I mean, that just it be, would be. That'd be so crazy. You know, it's crazy how the world changes, isn't it? When yeah. I was a kid, people said marijuana would never be legal. <laughs> well, look at us now. I never, you know? I never in my life thought I'd be doing what I'm doing, and I most certainly never thought I'd be doing what what I'm doing as soon as I'm doing it. Like this is, you know, I'm still in the old school mindset of like. We don't talk about this. And now I have a fucking right. podcast about it. Like, it's crazy. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's great. Yeah. It's great. Uh, yeah. We've got a bright future ahead of us. The state does. And, uh, I mean, this may pull us out of the hole that we've been stuck in, the slump that we've been in for decades. Yeah. You know? Well, and, but also personally, too, the fact that, and I've said this before, the, the fact that the states designated the cannabis industry as essential. Instead of using their unlimited resources to hurt the cannabis industry, they're shielding it. They're protecting it. And exactly where people need jobs right now just because they're fucked. And the only places that are really hiring are Amazon, Lowe's, you know, just kind of anything jobs, kind of starter jobs. The cannabis industry has those entry-level positions, but there's no room for advancement as, as a greeter at Walmart. That's where it is. And that's where it starts and ends. But to come in an entry-level position in cannabis, paying paying the dues as far as time, there's room for advancement. And to me, that's the most exciting thing in that the states see value and merit in the programs. And that's finally, thank you. And the second thing is, is that it's not just a job and a paycheck. It's something that people can build a career off of. In a time when people are losing their vocations and losing their careers and losing that stability. And so I think that... The timing of cannabis is fantastic and that it can be a safety net for people that may not have looked at cannabis traditionally as a viable career path, but now are going, wait a minute, this is one of the only places that are hiring. And I didn't understand the depth and availability for career development in the cannabis sector. 
there, there's, there's got to be positive and, and negative in all things. And I think that's definitely one of the positive things that's come out of this coronavirus is that it's further bona fide the cannabis industry. It's yep, just, exactly. Yeah. I totally agree. And I will definitely be using the fact that it is an essential business to help promote my next move. As in, you know, the consumption lounges and the parties. Yeah. You know, this is an essential business. This is part of the essential business. Yeah. It should help me out too. Well, just yeah. Get an approval. Well, you got the you you've got the foresight to see what's coming down. I mean, we need to think it, it's chess, not checkers. Yeah, right. I have. Uh, did you see we made it on the uh, cover of the Michigan Municipal League <laughs> magazine, the review? Yeah, I saw that. Uh, I saw that post, and I went, "Wow, sweet." <laughs> yeah. So there's the marijuana leaf on every judge, official, desk, prosecuting attorney, everybody in the state. That's, got the review. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I saw yeah. that. I was okay. like, oh, sweet. Like, yeah. But I didn't know. Yeah. And it kind of bonifies us even more because this is the municipal, Michigan Municipal League putting right. it out saying, you know, it's, it's not that bad. Kind of the right choice for your community. Yeah, definitely. And I remember something you said a while ago where you were like, look, people are going to want to do business with Morency because we have everything set up here. By the time that our neighboring communities figure out what we're doing and how, what a good thing it is, it's going to be too late because everyone's already established here. So right. it, act with a quickness. That's always been an issue with, with Michigan specifically is the municipal opt-in. And so, oh, okay, here's a question. How many municipal leaders have reached out to you and just said, hey, how's this marijuana thing working out? We were opposed to it, but we're thinking about it now. We want to talk to you. Like how many people are coming over and from Me personally, probably none. Um, but I bet you up at City Hall, my administrator is talking to his colleagues quite a bit. Gotcha. You know, other administrators, city clerks would be contacting him, asking him how it's going on in Marinci. And he couldn't speak any higher of it. He sees the numbers. He sees the revenue. <laughs> he sees what, how we're going to pay for these roads next year, how we can use marijuana money for that. So I'm sure his colleagues are, uh, are ringing his phone off the hook, asking him questions. Cool. But as far as, as far as me, I'm just a council member. And two other communities, you know, um, unless we talk face-to-face and, you know, we, I introduce myself to them, we exchange cards. They don't really reach out to me. They don't find me on, on the internet or get my phone number off the city website and call me or anything. I don't see any of that. Yeah. I'm sure they're calling City Hall. Good, 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 good. Well, you know, I think that if we, if we keep going, we're just going to keep talking for hours because that's how it goes. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> but you got any uh, closing remarks, any final thoughts? No, come see us in the gateway to Michigan Marijuana. We're in C, Michigan. We're uh, friendly, and uh, we'd love to have you here. Yeah, and take a drive down the road that marijuana paid for. Yep, yep. get yourself a doobie. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> have a good day. Nice. You know. Well, pleasure as always, Jerome. I'm going to be in touch. I'll touch base with you when I get back from the the holiday, and uh, and let's hit the ground running. I'd like to get let's get this thing rolling in September. Sounds like a plan, man. Cool. Well, thanks for your time. I appreciate it and for sharing your insights and enjoy the rest of your afternoon. All right. You too, Matt. All right. Later. Bye-bye. All right. Bye. Okay. Well, it's time for the after interview review. 
I mean, obviously, I like Jerome. He and I think he's an unsung hero outside of the community of Morenci, and he seems cool with it. As as far as for me, like where the credit is due and and the come up, it's it Jerome. I think that the way that he approached his community and his community leaders, it's it's textbook the way that he did this and. His humility is impressive. I, I have seen people that have done far less have way bigger heads and egos than him. And, uh, so I think it speaks volumes to his character. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's fantastic. So <laughs> if you are interested in working in cannabis and you are in Southeastern Michigan, then I highly, highly recommend looking for employment in Morency. And we did a tour, and I'll I'll link the YouTube video to that uh, on this later, where we walked down the road that marijuana paid for, and Morency Morency was precedent setting in a lot of in a lot of ways, in time and time and time again. I think that that's fucking awesome. I just. All the things that we talked about in the podcast, I'm not going to repeat again here because you've already heard it, but I just think that it's such a good thing and they have such a good leadership in the community and they have such an asset in Jerome and that he's part of the city leadership and he's looking ahead again and again and again. And so I'm going to talk to Charlie. I'm going to talk to Thomas. And connect them with with Jerome. And those guys are professional. I mean, they they both have put on events you know, pre-COVID, of course. Thousands and thousands and thousands of people for years and years. So these are the guys that, that can do it. And I think Morency is a great place to to do that. If and if that's what Jerome wants to do, then then whatever it takes to help him. Because when there are people like that that put the effort in, those are the people you help. And that's why our cannabis is here, is to help you. If you are a go-getter, if you want a job in the cannabis industry, if you need general information, help and guidance, want to work in weed, then reach out to contact at ourcannabis.org and we'll help you. All it takes is effort on your part. That's the, that's the difference maker between the people that participate in the most exciting industry in our lifetimes and the people that don't is the effort. So put in the effort, reach out to contact at OURcannabis.org, and we will help you. This has been Matt Hoffman. Thanks for listening to the WeedWorks Blunt Talk About Working in Marijuana podcast, and I look forward to seeing you in the cannabis field. Oh, man, that was a really good show.